Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. Okay, guys, hello. I have a super fun question to start today's episode, and that is how well prepared were you financially to lose your job during the pandemic? Maybe you were lucky to be able to keep your job, but conceivably, had you lost your source of income, your employment, how well equipped were you to handle it? Would it have sent you into a tailspin of panic, desperately looking for the next job that came along right away, just to make sure that you were able to pay your basic bills that month? Or would you have been frustrated, sure, but been able to sit back, take stock of what was happening, and maybe take a break to process everything before slowly, on your own time, starting to work towards choosing your next career path without all the panic and fear that was flying around during that time. Now, the only difference between these two approaches is having a sound emergency savings fund to see you through the bad times. And in today's episode, we're gonna talk about A, what an emergency savings fund is, why you need one, 10 ways to save yours up really quickly, and where you should store it for safekeeping. So if you've caught some of these past episodes, you'll know that I feel really strongly about emergency savings funds. And this is because at the start of my working life, I worked really hard to build up my own emergency fund quickly because I'm a huge worrier and I've always been self-employed and I knew that I needed that financial safety net to feel comfortable and happy in my life. So if you caught episode six, you'll know that I like to think of this separate savings account I have not so much as an emergency fund per se, but as an FU fund, AKA the savings net that will always give you the freedom to say F you and walk away from a bad situation that's not serving you well. Whether that's a bad client, a bad boss, a bad roommate, or bad relationship, the FU fund is your freedom. And I firmly believe that everyone should have one. Beyond that though, I also got to experience the true value of an emergency savings fund when the pandemic started and my main business at the time, a successful wedding photography business, was forced to shut down almost entirely and for well over a year. Now, at this point in time that I'm filming this, I've basically lost two full years of income from my wedding photography business. And while I definitely was not happy about it, I was completely okay because I'd built up a large emergency savings account that I knew could cover my basic life costs for at least a year. And after that experience, I believe wholeheartedly that every single person living and working here should have an emergency savings account or an FU fund, if you like to think of it that way also, to have your own autonomy for your mental, me, mental, mental and physical well-being. And it's become my personal miss, mission to teach about this on that platform. And that's what this is all about in today's episode. 
I know the biggest roadblock that a lot of people have about creating an emergency savings account is that a lot of people feel like they're living paycheck to paycheck or barely have enough disposable income left over after their monthly expenses that they can use to build their emergency fund. And I hear you, it is not easy. So for today's episode, I'm going to highlight 10 ways that you can look at just temporarily cutting back and finding some unexpected savings in your life expenses so you can work on building your emergency fund up quickly and efficiently so that you can sleep better at night and start to buy yourself the freedom and the peace of mind that you really need to have. So first though, before getting started into the 10 savings ideas, I'm going to give you a quick walk through the four steps to creating your own FU fund. And if you want to learn these in more detail, make sure that you go tune on into episode six. So first you need to establish what your necessary fixed life expenses are every month and every year. These are the expenses that you have to continue to pay no matter what, even if you lose your job or your income. Step number two is to decide how much time you want to buy for yourself. Now, I don't recommend following any of the prescribed rules that you'll find on the internet about this. I want to encourage you to think about your life, the type of job you have, your job security, as well as your own individual personal safety net, and decide for yourself how much time you want to buy with your emergency fund. Personally, I always have at least a year's worth of fixed expenses in my fund, which I know sounds like a lot, because my first business, my wedding photography business, worked on an annual cycle. So I knew a full year was enough time for me to pivot or make changes as needed if things weren't working well in that business. And for years, this was viewed as a really extravagant amount of money to have in an emergency fund. But to be honest, after watching what happened during the pandemic, it doesn't actually seem all that crazy anymore. And then the third step is decide how you're going to temporarily work on funneling more money into your emergency fund to build it quickly. And that's specifically what we're going to talk about in today's episode. And then fourth, you need to decide where to keep your emergency fund, somewhere where it's in liquid cash form, it's accessible, and earns a good interest rate without being invested. So that means that your money isn't just sitting dead in the water in an account not earning anything. And what this means is you want to store your emergency fund in what's called a HESA, a high interest savings account. And this is an account that has a higher interest rate than most normal bank accounts. Now, I've gone ahead and linked my preferred HESA in the description for this episode, so you can go and sign up for one if you're interested in opening your own. So hopefully, the idea of having an emergency savings fund or an FU fund a financial safety net or an adulting comfort blanket, if you will, sounds really appealing to you. And at the moment you are feeling like you really want to get started on saving for it. But when you look at the dust bunnies rolling through your bank account, you're just not entirely sure how you're ever going to get there. So first things first, I want to make sure you know that you are not alone in feeling this. And second, I have got you covered with today's episode. Hang around here because now we're going to walk through 10 ideas for temporary, that word is key, temporary changes that you can make to uncover some unexpected savings in your life and to start to build your own FU fund. Do you know that you have a bit of work to do getting your personal financial life in order, but you don't even really know where to start? Do you get a pit of nervousness in your stomach every time you have to look at your credit card balance or the dust bunnies in your savings account? 
If this sounds familiar, well, you're definitely not alone, and I've got just the thing for you. The seven day make friends with your money challenge. This free seven day challenge will help you go from bank account dust bunnies to getting a grip on your personal finances so you can start saving for your bigger goals in life. Every day for seven days, you'll receive a new and easy to follow lesson with actionable steps that'll take you 10 minutes or less to do. By the end of the week, you'll be saving for bigger and better things in your life, like taking yourself on a vacation guilt-free, saving for your future, or finally getting closer to buying that house that you never thought would be possible. To join the challenge, go to howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. That's seven day money challenge with dashes in between. So savings tip number one is to look at what you can do to reduce your biggest living cost, AKA paying for the roof over your head. Whether that's the apartment that you're renting or the mortgage that you're paying, these days a lot of people are paying well over the recommended 30% of their salary for a place to live, especially in expensive big cities or surrounding areas like where I live right now. And while I know I completely understand and I feel you, you love having your own apartment, it's the luxury you've always dreamed of, if you don't have an emergency fund and if you want to save one up quickly, this is the first area that I recommend looking at to reduce your spending. So whatever your living situation is, chances are you can probably reduce what you're paying for rent or mortgage or anything like that right now, but you have to choose what works for you. So whether this means moving in with a roommate for a while, moving back home with your family temporarily, maybe this means subletting a room of your house or Airbnb part of your house, really the choice is yours and it's up to you to decide what the best way is for you to do this. But this really is a great way to save at least hundreds of dollars a month, if not thousands, that you can funnel straight into building up that emergency savings fund quickly. And then absolutely, once you're fully funded, go back to your previous living situation. This time, it'll be so much better knowing that you've built yourself a really great safety net that will allow you to keep your home in case things go wrong and you lose your job. Money saving tip number two is to renegotiate your bills. Now, there are a lot of bills you're probably paying that you can negotiate to a lower price or cut down on the offering that you've signed up for. So this could be entirely a different episode, a separate episode on its own, talking about bills that you can renegotiate or lower as well as how to do it. But for just a quick list for today's episode, I recommend looking at bills like your phone bill, internet, your insurance rates and your cable bills. Call your provider and spend some time renegotiating your contract and bills with them. Whether this means asking what new deals and promotions they have on, maybe moving to a smaller package for a while, or you can also look at bundling bills and services together so that you have to pay less overall. And realistically speaking, this practice, renegotiating your bills, is actually something that should be done every year because most contracts like internet service providers will sell you on a cheap promotional package for the first year, which usually gives you a higher service than what you actually need. And then when that promotion is done, they will up your bills and your payments again. And this is just the way that the industry works. So I recommend if you're not doing it already, just get in the habit of reviewing your bills anyways every year and seeing where you can negotiate or lower them if possible. Um, it really adds up and makes a difference over time. 
money-saving tip number three is to remove subscription services from your credit card. It is so easy to let subscription service charges build up on our credit cards these days. And when you actually start to look at these and add them up over time, they end up costing you a lot of money every year. But there are probably some subscription services on there that you either don't use, don't get enough value out of, or that you're able to move to using maybe the free version for a while, just at least while you're getting your emergency fund built up properly. So go through and do things like cancel all the extra streaming platforms you have. Don't pay for Amazon free shipping if you never actually order from Amazon enough to make up that monthly payment. Move to a free version of Spotify for a while and just listen to the ads. I promise you it's well worth it for the peace of mind that your emergency fund will bring you. These are just examples, but what I'm trying to get at is there are all kinds of recurring payments that we just kind of let slip away because they don't feel like that much money each month at the time. But I promise you, if you just look at cutting out a few of these expenses for a while from your emergency fund, it's going to add up quickly and you'll be able to get back to your spending life as normal that much faster. Savings tip number four is to take on a few gig work shifts for a while. Now, this is important if you're having a hard time cutting down on your expenses even more, then let's turn our attention to how you can temporarily increase your income rather than decreasing your spending. And while personally, I'm not a huge fan of the gig work economy as a whole, I can't deny that it does provide a lot of really good opportunities to earn some extra cash in your spare time. And remember, this is all about temporary changes you can make that will help you save your emergency fund faster. I am not sitting here advocating that you go start driving for Uber Eats full time if that's not what you wanna do. But if you wanna make a couple hundred dollars extra every week, look into taking just a fraction of your free time and putting it towards an easy gig work job instead. And who knows, you might even find that you end up liking having something else to do that gets you out of the house. Tip number five, a lot of you are not going to like this one, and that is to commit to meeting, commit to meeting, commit to eating at home for a month. This means not going out for dinner or ordering dinner because you're tired, not picking up lunch on the run because you couldn't pack yourself a snack lunch at home, and not ordering coffee out. All it takes to do this is a little bit of advanced planning, thinking about meals ahead of time, and being okay with some simplicity, like just grabbing a banana and a jar of nuts for lunch sometimes when you're running low on time and you just have to get to work. I know it's not super fun, and I'm definitely not of the camp of recommending that you stop buying avocado toast and lattes as a whole, but when you're trying to make a few small changes to temporarily save a bit of money more quickly, you're going to be freaking amazed by how much money you can save just by eating at home or bringing homemade meals with you for one month. Now, yes, your grocery bill will likely go up that month, but you'll be absolutely in the long run saving way more money by eating at home. The key here is to have an idea of what your monthly food budget is, including eating out, and then tracking your grocery budget for that month and contributing the amount of savings that you make to your FU fund directly. Money saving tip number six along a similar topic is to commit to a month without any consumer spending. This means not buying anything new for yourself that you don't necessarily need. And please, during this month, don't let yourself get loose with your definition of need. 
cutting back on purchases like clothes or books or things for your apartment will save you loads of money over time. And it's also a really easy spending habit to cut back on right away that won't make you feel like you're putting yourself through any sort of financial hardship. Giving up on your apartment to live with roommates for a while to save money, that can definitely be a bit of a stretch for a lot of people and can definitely feel like a hardship. And it's definitely a challenging way to save money quickly. On the other hand, not giving in to whatever Instagram ads are pushing at you this month, that's not a very hard way to save. If you have any consumer spending in your life, which most of us do, let's be honest, I highly recommend looking at this tip as one of the easiest ways that you can look at saving some extra cash to contribute to your emergency fund faster. Savings tip number seven is to reevaluate your fixed expenses. Now, depending on what your fixed expenses are, this can be a more extreme way of finding savings. So by definition, fixed expenses are things that you can't really cut out of your life and stop your spending on altogether, but you might be able to cut down on how much you spend on them for a while. So this could include things like gas, food budgets, and other bills. Maybe this means that you can bike to work or take public transit instead of driving. If you have to drive to work, maybe you can arrange a rideshare program with someone else who's going to the office with you and they can chip in for gas. There could be ways that you could save on your grocery bills from buying in bulk to walking just that extra little bit farther to the less expensive grocery store in the next neighborhood over to relying more heavily on meal planning in advance around sales and promotions from your local grocery store that week. And while absolutely some people are living on a bare bones budget and really can't cut back anymore, there are also a lot of people watching this video right now who can find ways to cut back and save a bit more each month. It just takes some time. And the hard truth is if this is important to you and if you have time to watch a show at night, then that also means you have time to sit down with your numbers for one night and find a few corners that you can cut to save money faster to reach your savings goal sooner. Savings tip number eight is to offer a skill that you have as a freelancer. There are so many fantastic sites these days where you can offer your skills that require literally no financial or advertising input from you. It doesn't cost you anything. Sites like Fiverr, which I've linked in the description below, are a fabulous way to earn some extra money off of a skill that you already have. From simple graphic design, to copy editing, to photo or video editing, if you are remotely creative, or even if you have a skill like you're just really good at grammar, I guarantee you that you can find a way to offer that skill you have on a site like Fiverr to other people whose skills just don't extend to that area or maybe they just don't like doing it. You absolutely do not have to invest in things like a website or advertising or anything like that to run a profitable little service-based business for yourself. Just offer your skill set through a site like this or just to your own network within your own life and earn a few extra dollars from odd jobs you can pick up practicing your skill here and there. So if you're feeling unsure about this idea or have literally no clue at all what your skill is, I want you to take a moment and think about this. Marie Kondo, I'm sure you've all heard of her, built a freaking empire that started out as her just offering her decluttering skills to clients one-on-one. -on -one. She literally went into people's homes and taught them new ways to fold socks in their drawers and helped them take stuff out of their closets and put it into their trash bags. 
So if that is a valuable skill, I can guarantee you that you also can get creative and find something that you do that another person needs. This is a really fun way to save for your emergency fund faster. And who knows, you might end up just starting the next Marie Kondo empire. Now on to savings tip number nine. And speaking of Marie Kondo, chances are that you have a vast amount of stuff in your life that you don't use anymore. Take some time to declutter your life, but instead of bringing everything to a free giveaway bin, take the time to list your items and sell them online or go old school and have like an old fashioned garage sale. Those are super fun. Don't literally throw away the money that you've spent in the past. Again, this unfortunately falls under the, if you have time to watch a show at night, you have time to list your old boots for sale on Kijiji category. And really, if saving up that emergency fund is important to you, just look ahead at your calendar and set aside the next weekend to declutter, to declutter, to declutter your closets, your desks, drawers, garages, and then pick items that you've decluttered and choose to offer them for sale online. This is also a really great way to save up for your emergency savings fund without having to make any drastic changes to your spending habits or your lifestyle habits if you don't want to. If you've been around here before, you know that it's my personal mission to make sure that everyone has an emergency savings account that will protect you when life doesn't go as planned. And where should you keep your emergency fund? In what's called a HISA, a high interest savings account. Now to save you time, I've already gone ahead and done the research and I'm keeping it up to date to find you the best high interest savings accounts today. To open your own, just go to www.howtoadultschool.com resources and click the button to open an account where you can not only safely keep your emergency fund, but also get paid the best interest rates on the market so your account earns you even more money while you're sleeping. Again, that link is at www.howtoadultschool.com resources. And finally, on to money saving tip number 10, which is to save money on interest payments. If you're carrying credit card debt and paying high interest rates on that debt, this is a really good way to save yourself from wasting a lot of money, basically. So a lot of cards in Canada have obscenely high interest rates between 20 and 30%, which is massive and paying that interest is a giant waste of money. So you have the option to use what's known as a balance transfer card. These cards offer a lower interest rate, usually from zero to 4% for a fixed promotional period when you first register for the card. So what you do is you sign up for the balance transfer card, you transfer your existing credit card balance onto that new card, and then aggressively pay it off over the next few months while you have that low interest rate. So you don't have the high interest rate dragging you back one step for every two steps you take forward in paying off your card. Now, this does mean funneling a much higher amount of payments into your card to pay off credit card debt for a few months instead of funneling it into your emergency fund. But after that, you're gonna be able to save a ton of money that would have otherwise been going just towards paying the interest on your credit card debt you can take that money, you can take those interest payments, which you were making anyways, and move them towards your emergency savings account. Again, this will help you build that account up faster 
And as a bonus, it will keep you from wasting money on the absolutely inane expense that is credit card debt. And that's it, that's 10. That's 10 ways that you can look at temporarily reducing your expenses or increasing your income to help you create a fully funded emergency savings account faster. Or if at the beginning of the episode, you had no idea how you're gonna rub $2 together to drop into this account, this is a really good way to do it. The most important thing to remember here is that what I just walked you through is not a strict budgeting system that won't let you have any fun. These are just temporary, that's the key word, temporary, ways that you can look at saving money faster to get towards your goal of having a fully funded emergency account. And then absolutely, you can go back to living your life and spending money comfortably, but this time you'll have the absolute peace of mind that comes from knowing you've created your own financial safety net that's got your back. And that's a really good feeling to have. Now, one more important point about creating your emergency fund, and I touched on this briefly at the beginning, and this is that the money you're putting in that fund, clearly, is there for emergencies and not to finance bigger or more expensive purchases that you wanna make. So it's really important that when you set up your fund, you set it up in a separate bank account, and you're gonna store your money in this account where it's not easily accessible to you on a daily basis and not visible to you always in your online banking. But you still need this account to have quick and easy access to the liquid cash for you to take it out if you need it. This means not investing your emergency fund in stocks, heaven forbid, or even something like GICs, because a GIC still ties your money up for a period of time. And finally, when you're choosing the right bank account for your FU fund, I highly recommend choosing one that offers you the highest possible interest rate available on the market without locking your money in. Now, account interest rates aren't ever that high these days, but chances are, if you look into it, you'll find that your regular bank accounts with your day-to-day -day bank have interest rates along the line of 0.01%, which is just not very useful. So look for what's called a HESA, a high interest savings account, and choose the one that has the best interest rate available at the time without locking in your money. And locking in your money means that if you take it out before a set period of time, you'll lose the interest rate. And that's, again, not very useful. So there's always a neck and neck race between banks for this number one position. Don't be afraid to change banks if your high interest rate expires or if you find a better offer, but also don't get hung up on like 0.05% all the time. I currently use EQ Bank for my FU fund, but I'll probably transfer it to Tangerine Bank next time they have a promotion that tops what I currently have by a big enough percentage point. So if you're interested in, <laughs> interested in finding the best high interest savings account at the moment, I always keep that updated over in the financial resources library section of the How to Adult School website, which as always, I have linked for you so you can have easy access to it below this episode, or you can always find the links for each episode over on the blog. So today you can find that at howtoadultschool.com slash show notes slash episode 16. So after listening to today's episode, I'm curious, do you have an emergency savings account that's fully funded? And if not, are you going to make one and make it your goal to start saving for one? Let me know in the comments section below. I always love to hear from you. Um, oh, and also I'm curious, what length of time do you want to buy yourself with your fund? 
Are you aiming for a year's worth of expenses like what I do? Or do you prefer to stick with the more classic three month of expenses model? Or do you prefer to stick with the Dave Ramsey model of just starting with $1,000 tucked aside? Now, I definitely recommend having more than $1,000 tucked aside, but that's a really great starting point. And I have a feeling that this pandemic has changed how a lot of us think about our emergency savings and how much we want to have there as a safety net. So I'm really curious to hear from you what you think about this and um, how much money you want to have set aside for yourself. And then finally, if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more tangible personal finance skills like this, I highly recommend that you sign up for the free seven day money mini course seven day money mini course, how many times have I said that fast, that's currently being offered by the How to Adult School. So this week long course will deliver one easy and actionable tip or skill to your inbox every single day for a week that you can take action on right away. And overall, the goal of this is that by the end of the week, you'll feel so much more confident about your financial well-being and you're going to be on the right track towards starting to work towards some of your bigger financial goals. So if you want to sign up, you can find the link for that in the description below the episode, as always, or over at howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. And that's all. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode number 16 of the How to Adult Show. I'm your host, Corey Fowler. And if you're enjoying learning from this content, I'm going to ask you to do something that really helps me out. And that's to go ahead and click subscribe to the show. This means that you'll never miss another episode of the How to Adult Show. And it lets me know that this episode was useful to you and that the content that I'm working on producing is something that you want to hear. This is something that you want to learn more about. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and click subscribe. And if you're feeling really generous, leave me a review or a comment. I truly love to hear from you so much. And uh, that's it. Click subscribe. And I can't wait to see you right back here next week for a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.